0: Uh, All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Um, If you have your Bible, if you don't, shame on you. You I'm just going to look at one verse, and that's the last one. 1 Corinthians. chapter 13 verse 13 if you're there say amen it says now abideth faith hope and love if you got a king james it probably says charity but now abideth faith hope and love these three but the greatest of these is love wow we're right in the middle here in this is Paul is addressing the Corinthians here about uh, spiritual gifts, manifestation gifts they're, they're called, and uh, a lot of problems that they had created and things of that nature that he was addressing and trying to work them through it, talking about spiritual gifts. But when he started this 13th chapter, the last verse, says, the last thing he said, there was, but you know, gifts are a wonderful, wonderful thing, but let me show you a more excellent way and that's the way of love. That's what he's talking about, the way of love. And um, and so he, he goes through about no matter wh- what you are, who you are, what you've done or what you can do, if it's not motivated by love, it is zero, nothing, nothing. And so when he finished that, he says, and now, but here's what we got. Here's what we got, and it's good. I think of that. Y'all remember that 9/11? Alan Jackson wrote that song. It says, uh, "I know Jesus." The last few lines: "I know Jesus, and I talk to God." And these things I remember when I, from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love are some good things He give us, but the greatest is love. So tonight I wanna. Look at that. Faith, hope, and love. Father God, we just stop right now again and just say, Show up. Be here. Take me, anoint me, use me as an instrument in your hands. I, I owe so much, I want to be an honor and a glory to your name, to lift up your name for your people, for your church, the church that you bought and purchased with your own blood. The church that's so precious to you, Father, we want to just, uh, just to be edified and in this place, and just experience the presence of the living God. We ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Faith, hope, and love are some good things He gives us, but the greatest of these is love. And so tonight, as I look at that, I'm gonna go. If you I, I, and I did this several years, several years ago, just doing my studying and all that. I kept noticing so many times in in, in different places in God's Word, especially in, in Paul's writings in his letter, you you would find these three that if you found one, if you just kinda of looked around a little bit, you're just gonna find the other. Faith, hope, and love. They just intermingled, they were all in different spots, but they, it all worked around. And it's kinda of like a, it's kinda of like the faith, hope, and love is just really the bedrock. I mean that's that's what it, that's what it's all about. That's 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 Christianity, and it's based right there, right there. And so tonight uh, I want to go to one of those places where that where that's talked about, and that's in Romans, Romans chapter five. So if you go to Romans chapter five, that's what we'll, that's actually where we'll be looking tonight, and we'll work our way through a few verses there. But Romans chapter five, <clears throat> if you're there, say amen. All right, most of you. So let's just start in verse one. It says, therefore, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So right here in the first verse, we run into which one of those three? Faith. Here we go. Paul Paul opens it up. There it is. It's talking about faith. But now let's let's take and break this thing down because it says, therefore, being justified. How many here can say, thank you, Jesus, I know I've been justified. Amen. Aren't you glad to be justified? And you know what justification is? What I, I look at it in, in this word is to render or to regard as just or innocent. You say, well, okay, that's what just means. See, but here, just think about this for a minute, though. Is the 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 fact is, is that you weren't innocent, Amen. You were not innocent, but now you are, Amen. So, is it good to be justified? I'd much rather be innocent than guilty, Amen. But I have been justified, and the reason I'm that I'm that I'm innocent, and I like this. I want to look at it just a little bit. Think about it. I just, I wrote, I just, it just came, came to me this way and I wrote it down. I was guilty, but now I'm innocent because someone who was innocent was sacrificed as guilty. That's the reason I'm innocent. I'm not innocent because of what I do. I'm not innocent because of my good moral behavior. It's not, I'm not innocent because I have a desire to try to help somebody or do good things. No, I'm innocent. I'm innocent because of one thing, one reason, and that was that someone, someone that was innocent suffered and paid the price of one that was guilty. Wow. I just want to do my best for us to try to, get, try to see it for ourselves, who we are. And if, and if you're here and you're born again, you, it ought to make you just want me to have to tell you all to sit down and hush <laughs> because of the fact that I'm innocent and I know I don't deserve it and I know I was guilty, but the, Jesus has paid my debt. He's paid that price for me and I praise him and thank him. And I'm on my way to heaven. It's all because of him and I just cannot get over it. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Mm, mm, Because, see folks, I don't know what y'all think about me, but some of y'all, I know what Miss Mary thinks about me, but I ain't gonna tell y'all that. But, ain't that right? Best to keep that to ourselves. ain't it? But it doesn't really matter. The truth of the matter is that Eddie knows who Eddie is and I know who I, what I'm made out of, and I know who I am, and I know what I'm capable of, and I know the things that's landed in this old mind and heart that shouldn't be there, okay? And so I know, man, that just makes me so thankful that there was one that was innocent, that was willing to pay the price as if he was guilty, and he weren't. Boy, that's, that's I, I love it. I love it. But I've been justified. I've been justified. And I love the Romans, and the reason I, that I say that we were guilty, I know, we know, I know, and I know most of y'all know, and I tell you what, if there's anybody here tonight that you're not sure if you died tonight, if you if you don't know for sure that if you died tonight where you would spend eternity, you're in a bad spot. Y'all you know that? Do you know that? You need to know that. I mean, I, I would I, I would want that assurance in my heart. And I believe, I believe the Holy Spirit of the living God can give you that assurance. I believe that. I believe that. But Romans 8, 2 says, For the law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. What we got here, we got two laws, right? Now let me tell you something. Under that law of sin and death, I stand guilty. I'm guilty. I have broken God's law. That law says that you must die. That's the law of sin and death. Oh, but aren't you glad that there's another law? See, there's a law. There's a law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And what has it done for me? I am free. Praise God I'm free. Man, he set me free. He set me free. I hope every person here knows that, without a doubt. But if not, tonight you can make it, you can make it right. So as we look at this, and he says, therefore being justified, but how do I, how do I get this justification? But by faith. Faith. It's faith that it's what you place your faith in. Now you can place your faith in a lot of things that's going to leave you and at the end you're going to come up short. But if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you're not coming up short. Man, not only that, the Bible says that, you, you know, that God has made him who knew no sin to be sin for me so that I could be the righteousness of God. That I could be the righteousness of God. So faith, by faith, so you can see that how, in, how important, and it's by faith, by faith alone, being justified by faith. Romans 3.11, 3, I mean, oh, Galatians 3.11. Galatians 3.11 says that, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. That right there, I mean, Paul just makes that just an adamant statement right there. It is evident, it is evident that there is no man that is justified by the law. You, you you're not going to justify yourself it's not going to happen it's just not going to happen that the just the just the righteous the just shall live by faith faith open love that's some good things he give us, right? He gave me by faith. I can put my faith in Him. That's what I'm going uh, to believe—believe believe who He is, what He did, that He's already done for me. If I if I can choose, I can choose to put my faith in Him. If I want to, that's what it takes—is my faith. Man, I would. I, yeah, I'd say that's a good thing He gave us because if He got if it, if it was any other way, I'm going to fall short. I have to depend totally, absolutely, 100% on him and who he is and what he did. The just shall live by faith. So, I got to move a lot faster than I'm moving. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Do you, hey, how many here tonight can say, I have peace with God? I have peace with God. But how do you have the peace? I have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You keep coming back to Him. It's Him, folks. It's Him. It's Him. It's Him. And boy, my heart goes out to people that struggle and they fall and they falter and they they live under condemnation and guilt because they don't, you know, they, they think, well... I, I'm not right. I can't be saved. I'm not going to make it. What? Yes, you. If, go put your faith in Jesus. He'll bring you through. You remember, did I hear what about whenever I told you I prayed for a fellow down in Stark? And he was dying with cancer. He only lived a, a one more one more week. You know what he said? He said, I ain't much at praying. And he would run a joke for 20 years. But whenever he, he said, I want to pray. And he said, I don't want you praying for me. I'm going to pray for myself. I ain't much at praying. But he bowed his head and said, Lord, if you can help me, I'm in bad shape. I'd sure appreciate it if you could just reach down here and get me and drag me in. Did you know that'll work? That's what you need. Yeah, he's, yeah he didn't look good to stop me. But you, you, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to get there because of myself. I'm going to get there because he's going to drag me in. Oh, yes. It's not me. And, and, and that can help you. I mean, that can, that's, that that bondages can fall off of you when you get a good glimpse of I, I, it ain't me. And Satan just get on out of the way and quit sitting in my ear and telling me who I ain't because I want to tell you who I am. I'm a born again child of God. I'm not perfect, but I'm a born again child of God. And I belong to him. And he's going to pull me in. He's going to pull me in. So I have peace with God through Jesus Christ. See, <clears throat> sin has separated us from God, alienated us all. And uh, I like this in, uh, let me share this in, in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 2.12. <clears throat> A lot of this, I mean, if you don't try to get there, Sean will have it up or whoever's behind the board up there. But uh, looking at this here with peace with God, it says in, in Ephesians 2.12, that at that time ye were without Christ, and he's he's speaking to Gentiles here. Paul is in comparison with the, the the Jewish people, that without Christ, being aliens, aliens from the Commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, you didn't, you you weren't, you don't, you weren't there. You didn't know it. You're separated from God, you know. And you see, and and, and we we stand that way. Our sins have alienated us. We have been estranged. We have been pushed out. We, Whenever in the garden, what did he do? He put them out. He put them out. They were not in his presence. We were alienated. And it says, having no hope. Well, now there's one of the good things he gives us, though, right? But sometimes some people ain't got no hope. Did you know that? Man, I'm telling you right now, ain't nothing no more heartbreaking than to go and attend a funeral where the people ain't got much hope. Boy, howdy. Woo, that's hard. Boy, howdy, that's hard. But you were, you would, <clears throat> without, and uh, having no hope in without God in the world, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. So, if you told me that you have peace with God, then I know without a doubt you got peace. Jesus, am I right? Either you got, either you're telling me a fib, or you got Jesus. Because if you got peace, there ain't no way to have it but to have Jesus, to know Him, to know Him. He is my peace. He is my peace. I tell you what, boy, it's, it's just, it's just good to me. Sin had alienated us from God. And Jesus is our peace. As a matter of fact, that alienated and <clears throat> separated out. L- listen to this. I just thought about this when I when I saw this in the little Greek thing. There's the word the word uh, alien alienated just kind of means a a non participant, a non participant. So if uh, if you're here tonight and you don't have Jesus Christ, you don't have that peace. And you're trying to make your <laughs> you're a non participant. You may be trying hard, but you're not. You, you, it's kind of like you're uh, you're not on the team. You're a non participant. But see, we when we brought in, then we uh, are a participant. You know, I was thinking about that when I would when I was thinking like that. Um, I, you could take the Gators or the Seminoles. I don't care whichever one you like, Bulldogs. But you know, there's people, you know, how many times we find people out in the world, they don't, they don't know the Lord, don't care to know the Lord. And one of the things they say, listen, I'm just as good, if not better, than half of that bunch down at the church. All right? Amen? And you know what? The church probably can say, Amen. 'Cause you're probably right, isn't that a shame? But that's true. But that's the the problem with that is, is that's not that that's not the point. See, now think about this. There's people, there's there's young young boys walking the streets of these towns around here in Florida, that are jam up athletes. As a matter of fact, some of them probably better than them boys over in Tallahassee and Gainesville. But, you know, walking around and, and they and they would tell you, I'm a better receiver than that guy. I could catch the ball better than that guy. I could run faster than Dalvin Cook. All of that kind of stuff. And they may look and look at some of the, the kind of the bottom end of the roster and say, I know I'm better than that bunch down there on the bottom day. But here's the problem you ain't on the team. You ain't on the team. You're not a Christian. You're not part of the family of God. You're not a participant. You're just a talker. See, you need to know that you're a participant, that I'm a child of God. I I have put my faith in Jesus Christ wholly, totally, completely and found the joy that exists and knowing that my faith in him is a good enough. It's good enough. Even when I'm not. Even when I'm not good enough. And by I. Wow. Man, oh man. That's, 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 that's just good. But therefore being justified by faith, we have <clears throat> peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom? By whom? Who is that? That's Jesus who... By him also we have access, how? By faith. Good thing, boys. Faith is a good thing. Don't ever get that. Faith, my faith. I mean, whenever, when a dying apostle Paul had his back against a dingy cell and was fixing to be beheaded and knew it was over, what did he say? I have kept the faith. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Man. Mm-mm. Faith. My faith. That's off what I got. It's all I got. But also we have access or admission by faith. That access, another word, was the admission. Hey you know, in other words, do you have the price for admission? You ever went somewhere to in, in to get in and your ticket wasn't right? You said, Well, you can't get in, you know? Or maybe you maybe you just try to used the ticket from last week and hope maybe they just overlook it and just, just and they they caught it and yeah, you 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 can't get in. You ain't got access. You're not gonna be admitted. But he says, by whom talking about Jesus, all we have access by faith into this grace where where we stand. How many of y'all standing in that grace? Isn't it good to be there? Isn't it good to be standing in that grace? And how'd you get there? What was the ticket? What was the admission? How'd you get access? Jesus Christ. You can't get away from it, folks. You cannot get away from it. And I believe you can, as long as you'll stand and proclaim the name of Jesus and talk about him and what he's done, I think you can touch a lot more people that way than any other way I know. That's just the gospel. They may not like it, may not want it, may not like you, but you have laid out the gospel truth. It's Jesus Christ. And our, our prayer is that people find him. Amen? that people find him or that he finds them either way you want to look at it but that that we in in this grace where we, wherewith we stand that stand is to, to firmly and safely is what the Amplified says that we are in his grace and rejoice and rejoice in what? up oh, there's the other we rejoice in, in the hope in hope of the glory of God Woo hey can you? Can anybody just kind of stand up and explain to me just what the glory of God's going to look like, feel like, and be like? Because I can't. Wonder what it will be like to be in the presence of a living God—the glory of God—the hope. That is my hope. I know where I'm going. I know where I, why I'm going. It's all about Jesus, and that's that's what my, that's my hope. That's my worldview. Okay, that's my worldview. If Jesus, There's a creator God and he created us and the sin brought a fall and he sent a redeemer Jesus Christ and one day he's going to establish it back the way it was supposed to be and I put my faith and trust in him. I believe the story he told. I believe his story. I believe his story. Yes. Yes. You got to believe that. So the hope, the hope of, of the glory of God. So we have that hope and this hope is to anticipate to anticipate, usually with pleasure, it's a confident expectation, and and in and, and, and uh, anticipating, anticipating the glory of God. What was that song here recently? Was quite a few years back. Um, I can only imagine. I can only imagine what it will be like to be in the presence of God. But the day is coming that I will know firsthand, because I'll be there and it will all be because of a man named Jesus who paid a sin debt for me and said, if you will just trust in me, I'll take care of you and I'll give you that hope that you'll spend eternity with Jesus Christ in the presence of a living God. Oh, my, 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 my. Faith, hope, and love some good things He gives us. Wow. Man, oh man! <clears throat> but the greatest mm, hope. So let's look at it now. This hope. Now I'm going to look in, in verses three and four, kind of, because this kind of takes a little twist here for for you. But we still we still got the we still got the faith and the hope. So we're looking at hope, and it says, and not only so, <clears throat> it's talking about we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Yes, we do. But not only so, he says. But we glory in tribulations also, you know. I, don't you hate it when that Bible just puts foolishness like that in? <laughs> you know, I mean, really, I mean, what do you do with that? But the, tra- the, th- but the truth of the matter is, is that it's the truth. It's the truth. Not only we glory in tribulations, we can glory in tribulations. Now that word tribulation. Um, it means pressure. I mean, basically, that word is, is, it means pressure. You just got a lot of pressure. Has anybody ever been under pressure? What about, have you ever heard about the pressures of life? Just the, the pressures of daily living? Pressure. They're there. Yeah, right? You know, it's, I think one of the hardest things to try to teach children as they grow up and then adolescents and teenagers is to, to to try to teach them and show them and tell them that, look, things are going to get a lot tougher <laughs> than what they are. You know, you, you've been taken, but when you get out into the real world and you have to begin to do, take care of yourself, things it's, it's, it gets tough. It gets tough. And life can deal you some misery, and yet, that you just have to know that that's life, you know, just life. But in the middle of it all, we can still have glory, glory in the hope of what we got and who we are. And that, and to me, that's 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 what Paul's saying here is that even in tribulations, I I I'm going to glory in that because for one thing, it 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 really solidifies that hope. Now let's look at that real quick there, and that and the tribulations are in. And through all through the King James, they use they use used different Old English words, but for tribulation, one was affliction, one of them was anguish, one of them was burden, one of them was trouble, one of them was persecution. All it was the same word. These things are in the li- in in life. There's people right now in foreign countries that get that's, have suffered persecution like we never had known uh, uh, here. Okay, still right now at this very moment, you know. So I mean, there's tribulation. But I, and you know what? I'll bet you the hope that they have is powerful because of what they've been through. The tribulation. Tribulation, the pressure. But it says, we glory in tribulations also knowing, and the reason that we do is because we know this. Paul says, we know this. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Tribulation worketh patience. And I am... I mean, how many times have I ever thought that, Lord? You know, could, couldn't you just do it some other way? I mean, why does it have to? Why does it have to be like this? You know? But the, he says the tribulation worketh patience. Now, uh, the the worketh, the worketh is like uh, forming, forming or fashion is the word it means fashion, but it's to make into a particular. Uh, uh, or, or required form to make it into a request. So it's like the, the tribulations are forming and forming uh, this this patience, and and, and and that's what it's doing. It's 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 making the patience what it needs to be and what it should be. Now the patience. Let's look at the patience real good. Now patience here, and basically where it's better word. Most, most of your newer ones are going to say endurance, but that's what it that's what it is. The patience is cheerful or hopeful. Endurance, a constancy. In other words, I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm standing. I'm in the grace where I stand. I, I'm not moving. I'm, I'm enduring. You know, the the. How about the perseverance of the saints? You know, the ones that are saved, the one that perseveres to the end. Did you know that? Yeah. There's a whole lot of big, different views on that about perseverance. You know that people think, well, if you don't persevere, if you don't. If you don't persevere there, then you're not going to be saved. So how can you say that if you're saved, you you, you you'll never lose your salvation? How can you say that? Because you've got to persevere to the end. The only thing is, is though, is that people will tell you that if you're truly a born-again child of God, the Spirit of God gives you what is necessary to, for you to persevere to the end. So what they're saying is, is that you never really knew the Lord in the first place is the reason you didn't make it all the way. Y'all still with me? I ain't made nobody mad, haven't? I? I don't. It don't matter to me how you view it or see it. The thing is, rather, the person that crosses the finish line gets saved. Okay? I'm just trusting on the one that's going to drag me across the finish line. Amen. That's the persevere. I'm going to persevere, and I'm going to stand pat on that. And I, by the grace of God, it's the Holy Spirit of God that gives me the, the strength to do it. I guarantee them people that kneel down on a bench and let somebody cut their head off, it's the power of a living God within them. That that man will look up and tell him and take his coat off and hand it to him and say, here you, it's going to get cold tonight. You might need that. And then he cuts his head off. How can a man do that? That's the power of a living God. That's Holy Spirit power within a man. They, a person can't do that on their own. But he's working. It's, 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 it's this, this tribulation. This working patience. This uh this endurance. Now, so listen. So in other words, you endure. You don't cut and run. Boy, I tell you what. I just just cutting and running. I just don't Christian don't do it. You know, you get in church and things get tough, and sometimes you say, but "I've had enough of that bunch. I'm going to hunt me another bunch." <laughs> well, I, that bunch probably ain't going to be much better than that bunch. And, you know, and and the problem is 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 that you're messing up the bunch when you get there. (laughs) Why don't you just stand firm, endure, work through it, work at just... Don't be a quitter. Don't cut and run. Stand, stand firm. Stand for the Lord. That endurance. And you know how you... Do you know how you know that you endure... And you got it, because when things come against you that's tough, you don't run. So the, the tribulation's got to come so that you can see if you got the endurance. It's like, you know, it's that pushing against you. Have you got, to stay? can you can you push back? Can you push back? You got endurance. But then it goes on to say about that, the, the tribulation worketh of, or fashions of endurance, and then endurance. You know what happens when you endure? And you endure, and you endure, and you endure, and then you endure again. And then you endure one more time. You just you don't quit. You just keep enduring everything that's coming at you. You know, what, you know what happens? You finally say, you know, I've got some experience here with this. That's happened to me a bunch of times, and I can tell you how it's going to end. God's going to bring me through because I've been there, and I know from experience. I have proven it. And I've tested it. He never fails. That's what happens. Tribulation will put endurance there. And when you stay there long enough, it don't matter what comes. You can you can stand there and say, "I ain't going nowhere." Cause God's going to come through. Cause I, you know how do, how do you know that? Cause I've done seen it too many times. I've seen it in my own life. I know what he's done. You know, experience does a good a good is a, is a wonderful thing. You know, if 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 uh, if I had a car tour up, I want somebody. I don't want harm, and I want somebody with some experience. No, as a matter of fact, I want old Harmon called. Old Harmon's worked on them all over the place, anywhere, night and day, it don't matter what kind, he'll make it go. You know why he can do that? Because he's got experience in it. He's done it. He's, he's proven himself. That word experience right there is to test it. It's, it it's, it comes from to, to, to test something, to prove its trustworthiness. You know that it'll work because you've done it. You've done it. You've done it. It just come and it just builds on it. And those people that got the tribulation come to them, they, 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 they allow it to make them and fashion them to give them the endurance that they need, and they do it time after time after time, whenever, no matter Man, I've seen people with a lot of stuff dealt to them in in, in this life. Folks, I have it. There's people that suffered a lot worse than I have. But I've seen people with a lot of stuff that's like that, and buddy, but the one thing they had that was rock solid is that. They had a faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and that they had a hope that you couldn't shake in no way or fashion. Faith, hope—that's some of them good things. The hope. <clears throat> so it says in the patience work, is the in the in the experience. Hope. That's why the hopes, because I, I see, I have experienced God. I know what He does. I put my faith in Him. And he's been with me and through all the thick and thin and everything that's come against me in life and he's proven himself. I know. I know. And I have that hope. Wow. So many times I think about myself back whenever I was my 20s about 10 years ago. (laughs) And uh, been a little over 10 <clears throat> but uh and to know how I used to think uh, about myself you know and I used to feel pretty good about myself but I had a lot to learn I had a lot to learn, and I really think that I have learned a lot um and, uh, but I have to give all the glory to God because He's the one that has shown me through His Word and doing the things that His Word says. it. That's the way it works. The way it works. Faith, hope, that experience. But then in uh, the uh, last few verses I want to look at verses uh, five and six. <clears throat> and hope and hope maketh not ashamed hope maketh not ashamed nothing to be there's nothing to be ashamed of and you know a lot of times you know atheists and some of these militant people against Christianity stuff they talk about you know that's just that's just weak people weak people need a crutch they need something to believe and yet they need a Santa Claus they need to think that Santa Claus is real and that helps them through life you know that sort of thing and that's fine but I tell you what I don't care because I, I, I know from experience that hope that I have, that one day this world is going to be melt away and there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. It, 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 I, that, that's, that's coming. That's happening. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to be a part of it. Just, that, that's that's, that's the way it is. That's the way I see it. don't matter if you think I'm foolish. But what he's saying is when it all boils down, it's all over and it's all said and done, ain't that hope you got, Ain't going to leave you shorthanded. Pow. Man. Man. That is so good. It will not, this hope, this hope will not disappoint. It ain't, it ain't deceiving you. It ain't deceptive. And, and, it, and it's no disgrace to have this hope. <clears throat> because it says, and hope making not a shame. Because, now here we go. Here's the love. Because the love of God See, I love him because he first loved me. 1 John says, God is love. So it says, because the love of God is shed abroad. That, uh, that Listen, that shed abroad is to pour forth and uh, just to kind of give you an idea, it's, it's, it's really talking like, because in other places in the Bible, that particular word is used to say to gush out, and one of them is talks about even run freely, a run greedily. It's just it's just a overwhelming gushing out because the love of God is just overwhelming. It's poured out and just gushed out in our hearts. man! The love of God whenever it just flows through you in your heart. The love of God. Why does He love you? Because He's love. You can't know love like that. Why does an innocent man go and take the penalty of someone guilty and then let the guilty go free and innocent? That's the love of God. That's the love of God. Because the love of God is shed abroad, poured out. That's what poured out in our hearts by how? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit—it's a work of—and I and I put the love of God. And I just—I scribbled the holy—the Holy Spirit is instrumental in this overflowing love of God that is in our hearts. How many times have—if have, have, how many times have you just the Spirit of God for whatever reason just kind of just kind of come near and just kind of touched your heart and just you might have been down an hour ago, but right now all of a sudden, boom you're up and you're just realizing, man, it don't matter. It don't matter. God loves me. It's just overwhelming love of God. The love of God. It says, so it's, the Holy Spirit is, is instrumental in that. It says, which is given to us, that this Holy Spirit is given to us in verse 6. For when we were yet without strength. For when we were yet without strength. the stre- Strengthlessness. We were weak, impotent. A lot of those words are used in New Testament to, to, for that word right there. Sickly, impotent. You can't do anything. Hopeless, helpless. You're helpless. You can't. When, when we we had no strength. You couldn't get up. You didn't have strength to get up. You couldn't make yourself right because you didn't have the you don't have the strength to make yourself right. You can't do it. You don't have that. You don't have the strength. For without strength, for when we were without strength in two time or the correct time, well, look at what God did. Christ died. Christ died for the person who says, and I'm going to start trying to do better. I'm going to give it everything I got to follow the Lord. That's who Christ died for. That ain't what that said is. who did he die for? Who? ungodly he died for the ungodly so anytime you see somebody that's ungodly and it makes your blood boil you ever been there you ever been mad just seen some ungodly people well yeah well just remember you were ungodly in the sight of God you were ungodly but an overwhelming love of God compels him to give his son. And the overwhelming love of God compels the son to give his life because he loves me. He loves the ungodly. Mm, mm, mm. And see, here, we were without strength and ungodly. And this to me, folks, listen to me. I believe this, when we talk about the Holy Spirit just shedding this out and the love of God whenever that... One of the ways I believe that happens is whenever the Holy Spirit reveals to you and me just who we really are. When you see yourself for who you really are, wow. You know what it does? That makes the the love of God just gush out. He loved me anyway. He loved me and he died for the ungodly that's amazing. A hey, well, I would call that amazing love, Tony. You can use on up. That's amazing love. So as I, I opened up faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love—some good things it gave us. But the greatest of these is love, because it's the love of God. Listen, without the love of God, there would be no faith. Without the love of God, you would have no hope. Amen. It's the love of God. Faith and hope, wonderful, wonderful, great thing. But without the love of God, we would not have them. So I just summed it up in a line. By faith, we possess hope. And it's all because of the love of God. Wow. That's my king. That's who I love. He's my God. Mm, 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 mm. And Holy Spirit, don't ever let me get over it. Just keep dumping it in there on me to let me know who I am and what He's done for someone like me. Wow, that is so good. Stand if you will tonight.